Hi, I'm David Ireland, The Wildlife Man. Welcome to episode number 15 of The Wildlife Man podcast. Today's story is called Treasure in Paradise. Now today's story is sponsored by Kess Gallery. They have the most amazing aerial photography of the Sydney region. Now, East Timor was occupied, basically invaded by Indonesia back in 1975. East Timor was once a paradise until the cruel occupation by the Japanese in 1942 and then the Indonesians in 1975. Over 200,000 Timorese lost their lives. Eventually, a UN-sanctioned vote in 1999 allowed the Timorese to break from Indonesia. However, pro-Indonesian militants then reigned a terror campaign, driving thousands of families from their homes. Many people are still afraid to return to their burnt-out villages and now, sadly, survive in refugee camps. And for many years, the Indonesian troops enslaved, murdered and raped, burnt villages and even starved the poor East Timorese people. In 1999, United Nations sponsored a referendum and the majority of East Timorese voted for independence. And they eventually achieved that in 2002. However, because the Indonesian troops and gangs and thugs had destroyed so many villages and crops, many of the East Timorese were now living in refugee camps. Literally hundreds of thousands of people living in these horrific camps. When I arrived in East Timor, I arrived with Abraham Joff, my cameraman. We were not there to document the problems of East Timor. We were there to do something very, very exciting for a TV series that I was producing for Discovery Channel. We were there to travel north and to scuba dive some virgin reefs because East Timor is actually in the Coral Triangle with a huge diversity of life. And the Timor Trough drops down over 10 thousand meters deep. So we were going to dive these coral walls that just dropped into the abyss. Now my cameraman and I hired an old jeep. We just wanted to get the hell out of Dilly. It was just chaos and dangerous. And there's no traffic rules. There's motorbikes and trucks and people and dogs and pigs and you can see the armies everywhere. Sandbags, machine guns, burnout buildings. And if only this gearbox would work. <laughs> I'm having heaps of trouble using the gears. And I've got to use the gears because the brakes don't work.
dear. That means good morning. It's the only two Marie's I know. We wanted to hit the road. So we started north on the coastal road. And we didn't go that far before there could easily have been a disaster. A tropical storm had washed away the road. We came round this mountain bend and I only pulled the jeep up just in time because there was just big hole in the ground, a big hole in the road where it just washed away and it dropped down maybe 40 metres down into the rocks and the ocean. We easily could have put the jeep straight in that hole. This track is just so narrow across this mountain and there's just not enough room for me and another truck coming the other way. On my right hand side, these rocks go up maybe a thousand feet or more and it drops hundreds of feet just here on my left. It's quite dangerous driving across this country through these mountains. But spectacular it is. Oh! Ah. Oh, look at this. Look at this. You're kidding. <laughs> oh. We don't have a road. Our road is gone. Look at this place. The whole road has just collapsed into the sea. There's a big hole here in the old Indonesian wall. And we nearly put the Jeep into the ocean. <laughs> well, I'm gonna try and turn it round without putting the truck off the edge into the sea and we'll work our way back and find another way around this mountain. Woo! That is some hole there. Yay, yay. Eventually we arrived at our destination and started diving these amazing coral walls that just drop into the abyss. Just teeming with life. Visibility, maybe 40 metres or more. Crystal clear water. The coral walls are just dressed in living colour. Coral gorgoni fans that stretch maybe four or five metres. And sponges of every shape and colour. And some amazing marine life. We actually filmed a fish that we believe had never been filmed before a species of anglerfish, this black strange fish that can walk on its petrol fins. We filmed moray eels and a huge diversity of fish life. It was amazing diving. Sadly our time was up and we had to head back to Dilly to get our flight back to Sydney, Australia. But we decided to go inland to see some of the sites, see some of the villages. We encountered water buffalo, but also something very strange. 
We're driving the old jeep through this long grass. And there I saw something rare up. It had a head almost the size of a small alligator. It was an enormous reticulated python. The largest snake I have ever seen in my life. Now I wanted to race in and grab it and do it to camera and talk about it. But I knew if it got one coil around my chest, it would kill me in seconds. The power in that animal would be insane. These reticulated pythons, they eat macaque monkeys for breakfast and even sometimes children. So I had to run in and grab it, but I needed help. So I asked the diving instructor that was with us if he could help grab the tail and hang on to it and stop it wrapping itself around me. He was so terrified to do that. He absolutely hated snakes. But in we went. And I waved my Akubra hat in front of the snake and it went for the hat and I grabbed it by the neck and I've got it. And my mate's grabbing the tail. What's so funny about the footage is seeing him struggling, trying to wrestle the tail of that snake to stop it wrapping around me and also him. But we got an amazing scene with this huge reticulated python. Beside the road, we encounter a monstrous snake. I've got him. I've got the body. No. I've him up. Look at those teeth. Over a hundred teeth. Laden with bacteria. These snakes, these reticulated pythons, will hunt everything from monkeys to pigs to wild deer. And they grab hold of their prey with this incredibly powerful mouth. Over a hundred backward-facing teeth laden with bacteria. They grab hold of their prey and then they wrap a coil with this incredibly powerful muscle body around their prey. One this size has got enough power to literally crush the ribs of a man, let alone a pig. If it did one coil around our neck, it'd break your neck in a second. They're incredibly well-evolved predators. Wonderful animal. You see this one is just starting to, starting to shed its skin. Now this species of snake, the reticulated python, is the largest species in the world. Growing up to a hundred, growing up to nearly a hundred years old and maybe 30 feet in length. And they live up here in the highlands of Timor. Just a wonderful creature. An interesting thing about this snake is that they'll have over 90 eggs. And the female literally puts a coil around the eggs and broods the eggs, which is quite amazing. Look at this gorgeous creature. Move out of the way. Thank you. You're quite beautiful. And don't strike me. Go! Eventually, we arrived back in Dili and all flights had been cancelled to Australia. There was no way we could get home for maybe two or three weeks. So we decided to film the refugee camps and in we went. I met the manager of one of the camps. 
and we were shocked to see literally thousands of children in these dreadful camps living on basically nothing. And these camps are really controlled by gangs and thugs. It was just a horrible, horrible environment for children. So I decided to do something special. I wanted to put a smile on the face of these kids. So I went and approached the United Nations and I asked them, could we put on a wildlife man show for thousands of children? And they agreed to support that. We approached Sony and they sponsored us with some huge screens and projectors. We also got sponsorship of big tarps, canvas tarps that we could spread on the dusty ground so the kids had something nice to sit on. And it took us nearly a week to set everything up. And then we arrived to put on the show. And the children were so excited, sitting on the tarp, waiting. I couldn't wait to do this. It was going to be so cool. But then the gangs arrived, these thugs, waving machetes and chanting, kill Malloy. Kill Malloy means kill foreigner. They knew we were Australians and they hated us because there were United Nations troops, Canadian troops and Australian troops had come into Dili to try and control all the turmoil that was going on and also to control these thugs. So they hated us. There was a good chance we would literally be hacked to pieces. But then something wonderful happened. An Australian Army helicopter came right above us. Troops came in with dogs and they started breaking up these, these thug groups, these gangs. We jumped in the jeep and we just got the hell out of there. It was very, very close. And I was so gutted, so disappointed that we had not put on a show for all these children. So the next day we borrowed an old laptop, we put my films on it, and we went from tent to tent to tent, actually sitting in these refugee camp tents with these little families, these gorgeous people, these gorgeous little kids, and showing them footage and telling them stories, showing them footage of, of shark feeding and lions and manta rays and sea lions and all sorts of animals that I had filmed over the many years and telling them stories. And the reaction was just wonderful. It was so cool. But what was so sad was that I never got an opportunity to show all those stories and films to thousands of kids because that's what we'd set up to do and we couldn't do it because of these thugs. Eventually, East Timor became peaceful and people started going back into their villages and rebuilding their homes and their crops and now it is what it used to be. It is paradise. East Timorese people, beautiful people, and a wonderful country for adventure. But what they went through 
in the years of occupation by Indonesia was just horrific. And I'm glad it's over. I invite you to be a Wildlife Man podcast supporter. Now, your contributions can greatly assist us with the expense of weekly Wildlife Man podcast productions. Now, there are some amazing benefits, so please check out my Patreon page. There are numerous options available, and they start from as low as $4 a month. Every week, we will publish a new Wildlife Man podcast. So, if you enjoy, please subscribe. Please share, like, and ring that notification button so you never miss a new story being published. And remember, all my films are available streaming on demand from Vimeo. So that's it from me till next week. I am your wildlife man. <laughs>